Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence here, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word that is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Oh! My Father in heaven, thank you for the words that are spirit and they are life. Oh! oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're gathered in your presence this morning to hear your word, oh, Lord. We came here, oh, Lord, that you might build the man that, on the in that is on the inside. Oh! That you activated when you went to that cross and we heard your message. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, and have your way this morning. I pray this word, oh, Lord, that it truly this morning would cut it would divide. Ha! It would separate, oh God. My Lord and my King, we submit this gathering to you now. Mature your people, mature your bride, oh Lord. For you said in your word, you're coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Oh my Father in heaven, even if it's a smaller bride, your bride will be without spot or wrinkle, oh Lord. It'll be a holy bride that you will come for. And I pray your word this morning would consecrate your people, O oh God. By the anointing of the Spirit, O oh Lord, let it pierce our hearts. Let it pierce our hearts, O oh Lord, for we have taken your word for granted. We have heard your word on so many accounts, O oh Lord. And we have not allowed the power that comes with your word to transform and change us, O oh Lord. So I praise you and I submit this to you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Folks, pay attention this morning. Pay attention. You know, the Lord told us, do not despise small beginnings when we came into this, in this um, building here, and when we initiated this church here. And I tell you, truly, we do not despise small beginnings. Because many times, it would seem that we are actually defeating the very things. Because of the strength of the word. Listen, guys, we could have been blowing this, the numbers in this ministry here through the roof if we wanted to. But I wanna, I want, we want to keep it slim and trim and in precision, preciseness to the word of God. We, ra we rather don't do the big blow-up excitement thing. Hello? And God can look down on heaven, from heaven at this church here in London, Ontario and say, whoa, there is a group of people that are standing on my word. So it doesn't matter what ideas that people come here with. And they have come with a lot. If you were in my shoes, my father, you would have seen the type of things that we have fought with since we have been here. You would think that we are a church with 5,000 people. And I tell you, my, my, the Lord gave us a word. Myself and my wife, he gave a word and he said, hold the line. And in that, in that vision that he, ha, that he gave her, as we held that line, bodies were crumbling against a wall. Because it's the power of God and no man was able to overcome. And that is the position that we have held since then. And it doesn't matter what type of ideas we hear. This book here is very crispy clear. This morning I want to talk about holiness. And guys, holiness is not an option. Holiness is not an option. And I tell you, the, what we have done with biblical holiness what we have watered it down to especially in the north american churches and the popular culture that we see on youtube it's absolutely pathetic it's pathetic and that's what we call christianity and and everybody feel very very comfortable with this why because it seems like everybody else is doing it it's the popular thing on on the screens that we watch 
and it looks Hollywood. The church look like Hollywood. Look, we look like we, the sitcoms that we watch, that the world watches. And that there is not holiness. So what, what, we have been going back into the word of God with simplicity. With simplicity because we have basic school understanding. And, and uh, you know, the intellect that God has given us and the revelation that comes to us by the Holy Spirit. We can understand these things. We don't need Harvard brain to understand this. We don't. Because the people that shook the earth by the power of God, they didn't go to Harvard because Harvard was not around. So how is it that they did it? They took the word of God and they took it as he gave it. They applied it and the results were like very evident. And yet still, if we travel London and Toronto and Ontario and check the churches right now, which I've been speaking from the onset, there is very little evidence of much going on in terms of the work, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the salvations that came to their early apostles when they spoke the same words that we're speaking. God is not confirming many of us with signs, wonders, and miracles. And we need to really ask why. We need to ask the question, why? There must be a problem. And we live in a dispensation. We live in a, in a world that has been multiplied hundreds of times numerically since that time where we need the power of God more than ever before we need the manifestation of the Spirit in our churches more than ever before so we have no time to play around amen holiness holiness is not an option and let guys I chose by the grace of God the most simple scriptures when it comes on to this particular topic this morning the simplest ones Let's go to the book of Hebrews 12. And verses 14. And I want you to think this morning, as an individual that desires to go to heaven, as an individual that desires to go to heaven, I want you to think this morning, because many people, it's when they, they thought that when they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, their names were written in the book of life. And it was all said and done right there. North American Christianity. Verses 14. It says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. You see that? Pursue peace with all people and holiness, holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Let me break that down to North American Christians now. That means you just bought a ticket to hell if you don't pursue holiness. You're going to hell. The fact that you, um, you listen, we can put it anyway. God is merciful. God is graceful. And he, and he extends time to many of us. And I've seen people that have been like our brother there um, gave his testimony last week. Oh, the Lord, how he went to and did everything. And God showed him mercy and grace. But I guarantee you, you hear his testimony and you do that. And I guarantee you, you, you will not receive that. You will go to hell. Pursue holiness. We are drawing the lines now. If I say, if I call all of the church here right now. And I say, okay. And you guys would um, just give me the grace. Hello? Because, and I say, and I drew a line right here. And I say, everyone that is on this side 
come and on this side of the church and everyone on this side from here come and over this side of the line would there anyone come here and, and do this with the line in the middle would any of you guys do that well we let me tell you something guys about 80 percent of the church of jesus christ we do that exact thing that exact thing in a spiritual sense only because it's not physical and we pretend as if we are blind spiritually speaking and we we think we can somehow outmaneuver god no you're not outmaneuvering no one that's why we have held packed so much and and on top of that if I, if we got all of the ministers especially in this lukewarm country called canada when it comes on to christianity and brought them here also and did the very same thing i'm telling you would have about 70 80 percent of the um the pastors and ministers in this country here they would do the very same things pathetic they call in the name of jesus christ saying they're preaching him and sending peop people on their way to hell that is what we're doing with the, with um the lord's heritage here let's go to the next scripture guys this is how we do it in this church guys we're gonna be real about this because i don't know how you read this bible and it doesn't cause you to smarten up let's go to first peter one and verses 15. but as he who called you is holy also be holy in all your conduct but as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all all your conduct because it is written be holy for i am holy so here we are guys we just found out a revelation from god hello that has to do with whether or not a soul go to heaven and it's not a negotiable it cannot you cannot talk to God about this. He said, pursue it or go to hell. What would you do now? The next thing you want to do is define holiness. Have an understanding of what holiness is. That you might begin to pursue it. That you might attain it. That you might truly end up in heaven when it's all said and done. I looked up the word holiness. It, it comes from the original Hebrew word is kadosh. Kadosh. Holiness. Meaning set apart set apart to be cut off or separated from everything else to be in a class of your own to be entirely morally pure and then the next question is cut off from what since we now find out that holiness is something that means to be separated but be separated from what we must identify what is it that the bible is actually saying that we should be separated from i took the most simple scriptures in regards to this one let's go to the book of james james 4. you know i can tell you when i when I was going to other churches before God had called me in this position, myself and my wife, I can't tell you which church that I went to that they actually read any scripture from the book of like 1 Peter, John, uh, James. Those, 
I think they went in and used scissors and cut out those and go and dump them. The preachers that I listen to, which are in the Toronto area, they totally disregard this, this book, these books. James 4 and verses 4. Let's start at the B part. It says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? What the separation that the scripture is talking about is separating from this world and the system of this world. Which means everything. The only thing that you do is live here. Yes, you might work in the secular world, work have a job where you have unbelievers at that station and there's only one thing that you're you're called to do is to preach the message of Jesus Christ don't take on their lifestyle don't let them influence you hello maybe what we should do is start visiting some churches and look at how similar similar we are in everything the body of Christ in every regard we dress like them we use the common terminologies like them. We watch the same programs like them. And even the churches now, with the red carpet, where did they get that from? Hollywood. Hollywood. The preachers have their own red carpet and their own, even they have um, Christian Academy Awards, for lack of better words. I don't know exactly what it's called. Patterned exactly after Hollywood. Does that look like separation? Where is it that, that when the, and it in America especially, and then anything that we see the Americans do, we follow. As if we can't read the word for ourselves. Promoting flesh. Guys, when you, when you um, meet a, a believer in this day and age, and they have a heart for God, but they have just been wrapped up in this lie, you have, to, you have to begin to, it takes a, a dogmatic approach and strength from God to really find a few people that deep down, even though they are swimming in this lie and we are intertwined with the world, it takes a few that God on the inside is calling them. And even after that, and you begin to speak the word of them, the soul begins to cry I'm telling you oh I mean at, at some point or another I have fought with everybody nearly except some of the precious saints that are here I'm not calling your names but if you don't find yourself among us the saints of God ah! this morning then this message is for you we're preaching the Word of God guys why because we want people to make heaven and then the rest of everybody else they're going to hell when they die and they're going to regret that their mom ever met their dad and they ever came on the earth and tasted of anything. Anything that you enjoy here on the earth. 
one second in hell and you will say oh my god i regret that that ever happened to me so we're drawing the line very very clear in this church and for all of you um grace pathetic components that is just talking about the grace of god the grace of, and the love of god let me give you numbers now we have not on we have billions and billions of souls in hell because of how pathetic and weak we are in the pews billions of people are in hell because we are not being separated unto God that he might flow through us and the power of God will touch them barely can find a church where that is and I have all people you know when I speak like this they come and tell me about the grace of God listen I am the grace of God that's why I'm here I'm not blind I know it's the grace of God that placed me here don't tell me about the grace of God and the mercy of God what I'm saying to people is it's time for you to consecrate yourself to God get be separated and unto him totally and we have to draw we have to now begin to to go line by line by line to tell people what is it that they should drop and what is it that they can keep hello guys i'm telling you in this particular ministry here some folks go why is he there because i'm like this that's why i'm here because i'm the guy like i said that will look you dead in the eye at 12 o'clock in the night, knocking at your door and tell you that you're going to hell. It's me. I am that guy. And these are, the, these are the men that Jesus is rising up in his church. Before all of these lukewarm, pathetic pastors send the whole world to hell. Holiness unto the Lord, guys. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ and it was preached by the early apostles with this level of precision and intensity and the fear of God came on those that heard and regarded those words and the rest they shook off the, the, the soles of their feet and sent them on their way to hell and there we have good presentations in North America we like good presentations because of the grace of God we're able to wear uh, um, you know nice uh, clothes and so forth like that and drive a few cars and sit in pews that are nice and decorated and we look all so sophisticated no we thank God for that but the word let me tell you something the word it must burn inside of you we're gonna start having the services here guys we're gonna start having the services here and then after the service is done go home take the word and go home say hello very quickly unless we are doing some other gathering say hello very quickly take the word of God and go home and meditate on it and stop the stupidity that we do after when we hang out and forget everything and by half an hour after the word we don't remember anything that was preached We, guys, we said revival. Didn't we say revival? We said revival and we said power. You guys heard that from my mouth. And then what proceeded after? This. Because if we don't regard the word of God, and if we don't begin to uh, live holy lives, say goodbye to the power of God. And let me tell you something else. I'm among people. And I'm, let, let me tell you, I hope God... I'm pretty sure we have people here that are going to hell. Even regardless of this message this morning. But I pray it doesn't happen. But numerically speaking, when it's all said and done, there's a good possibility.
that among these small congregations that we have here, that quite a number of people don't make it. And some of you, if you don't take this word here this morning and let it sting, Satan is going to sting you really good. I'm talking to you by the Spirit. There are some that are home now. There are some that are home now. Okay? Because of what I'm saying now. They are grappling. Ha! They are grappling. They're saying, no. What he's saying, I'm not familiar with that. And the Spirit of God is arresting their attention to this level of consecration to him. And the, you know which aspect of them is doing the grappling? The flesh and the mind. They can't argue with you when it comes on to the word, you know. They will never touch the word. It's just feelings. Because it's, they, God wants to suck everything of the devil out, out, out of them. And they don't want it to happen. And I'm now enemy number one. Well, guess what? And they are late to the game. I prepared before I came. I knew this was going to happen. And this is not even one out of a hundred that I'm prepared for. Like I said, I'm ready to die if that's what it takes. I am ready. So you come here with your pathetic mentality and think of someone that would be affecting me. You are ill-prepared. Where are we now, guys? First John 2. And verses 15. The scripture, guys. The word of God supports what I'm saying. What does it say? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Can it be any more clear? For all, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. That, it cannot be any clearer. Let's go to uh, John 15. And let's read verses 19. Jesus speaking here. And this is his words. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. He's saying that the world, listen, we look so much like the world in the workspaces. I mean, come on now, guys. We cool with everybody. We Christians, we cool with everybody. We get along with everybody. We don't offend anyone. Hello? If you ever say anything, huh, I mean, it's okay for them to talk about all of what they watch on TV and all of what they see on the internet. And we are not offended by that. We, we accommodate them just so we, they won't hate us. We don't want no prosecution. And then we come here all dressed up on Sunday morning. What a bunch of hypocrites we are. In the church of Jesus Christ. What a bunch of hypocrites. And then profess in front of God with raised hands and beautiful words. 
our love for him. That is not Christianity, guys. It's not. Let me tell you, that does not mean, let me, I, you know, guys, I hope you know, I go outside everywhere I go and I preach this message with love to people. I hope you know that. At the malls, at the gas stations, at the supermarket, I tell people about Jesus, I pray for them. I'm talking to especially the people that are in the pews, that the revelation of him has already been in you. He has been revealed to you. And now it's a time of being matured. But outside, I will even take an insult to preach the word. Outside, I make all of the accommodations when I go outside there to speak this message with love. And I pray that people would get healed, probably more than everybody here. But I am not hanging out with the world. Now Jesus was moving among everybody. Sinners, adulterers, fornicators. Because this is what they're going to preach to me now. As if I don't read the whole Bible. It's amazing. That. Eh? I know that. But note this. When the Lord went in those scenarios. He was the one that was doing the communicating. He was telling them of his kingdom. And you know, guess why the attention and the focus was on his message rather than the adulteress and the adulterer? Why? Because he was separated unto God. Everywhere that he went, he was the center of attraction because of holiness and purity and commitment to God. So he commanded the environments that he was in unto God because of how given he was to his father. And when you are like that, and you go into the workplaces, huh, when you are so sold out to Jesus Christ, and you go into the workplaces, and you are among those conversations, they will begin to regard you. Why? Because you, the, the presence of a person that is spiritual cannot be ignored. You say more by saying less. God will emanate through your pores. That's what happens when you're separated. But we are trying to no. Be friendly with everybody. We don't want to offend anyone. I'm glad I have your attention this morning. Ha! And I want you to go home after this message and begin to think about eternity. The idea that we're just floating into heaven like this. It's not biblical. The Bible said to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The early apostles, they understood this. Read the book of Acts and see how their lifestyle changed radically. That even their earthly possessions became of no use to them. What words were spoken of over them? What revelation did they have that they were able to do that? I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying, draw the line. Find out if you want to make heaven. Find out what God is actually saying by this word called separation, called holiness. And then begin to chase it fast. Go after it with hunger. And begin to cut off the things. Now, Psalms 1. Another thing is, for all the people that are Grace people. Hello? They somehow think, hello, guys, we got saved 
and there's a thing called grace and it equals empowerment and ability from God so therefore my will is not involved and you're a fool too if you think that they somehow think that lay down and play dead and the Spirit of God is just gonna activate you into this whole Christian walk I think Jesus actually um, went to the cross on a bicycle too I don't think he walked with a cross on him if that's your theology right here in if and you keep coming here guys don't mind don't mind the, the rogueness but if that's your theology today and you're here keep coming we're gonna punch that stupidity out of you we're gonna knock that ridiculousness out of you and you're gonna come into the truth man has to make a choice the grace of God is there to support you the Spirit of God is there to help you but man must make a choice your will is involved in it and I'm telling you the way we just surrender our wills to the devil daily it's pathetic how we surrender our wills we don't we pretend as if we have no ability from God to choose and as soon as the devil gives us any suggestions boom we take it and we run sin lie it at the door this is what God instructed Cain sin lie it at the door huh! and you must rule over it you have a will you have the ability to choose this is how you do it choices now you have to begin to fight the good fight of faith submit to God resist we ain't resisting the devil we are not resisting the things that scripture is telling us and that is why we are like one foot in the world as a matter of fact and I, I believe that they say that the left foot is the bigger one the left foot is in the world and the smaller one is in Christ for most believers the bike that they're on to hell it's already on fire time whitewash tombs reality check reality check you have a soul inside of you ha! you're an eternal being Oh, my King and my God, let your word be revealed to your people once and for all, O Lord, that they might draw the line of demarcation and consecrate themselves truly, truly unto you, O God. Let it be, O Father, I pray this now in Jesus' mighty name huh, for this congregation here and online, O Lord, that they would regard this word this morning bigly, O Lord. That they would not go back to their homes, O oh Lord, and grab the phone, O oh Lord, huh, and turn on the computer, O oh God, and pervert huh, themselves with this world system. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not. That, that means that blessed is the man that chooses not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. By an act of his will that God has placed inside of him. Blessed is that man that chooses accordingly. Ha! We are involved in this process. We are involved in it. We have to participate in our salvation. Ha! And you're going to be fighting this battle 
For as long as you breathe breath on this earth, you'll be working out this, this salvation. Paul said he did not want to become a castaway while he preached to others. A man that by the Spirit of God, huh, God used so mightily, was professing that. And we think that just because we came in and said, Oh, I surrender. I believe that Jesus Christ got up out of that tomb because he did miracles for you. And I'm giving him my life, but you're not consecrated unto him. You're a rebel. You're an adulteress and a, a fornicator. Mingling with the world. You're making that decision now. You're making that decision. And God will regard whichever one you make. Whether you articulate it out of your mouth, or you go back and continue the way that you were living, the decision will already, already have been written in heaven. And when your time is up, like I said, it could be tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. And if we heard, man, if you were not in, we're going to call one of those lukewarm churches with big um, land spaces and let them bury you there. So that I can go preach the word to somebody that will listen. Because I don't have time to bury people when I need to go save the lost. Especially those that I know went to hell. And I know, I know quite a number of people that went to hell. I hope you know that. Yeah. They live like rebels. And right now, as we speak, as I speak to you now, they are in hell. And guess what's happening? They are being in this. It's not the lake of fire, you know. It's the prelude, guys. Hell is, just, is not the lake of fire. The, the lake of fire is at the end. Read the book of Revelations. When those who are in the sea and hell and death and the grave is going to give up everyone. And they are going to be, you know where they're going? Imagine a volcano with the lava. A volcano with the lava. Hello. And it would be a good thing if they place your physical body in there because you'd be dead in a moment. But your soul cannot die. Your soul cannot die. And you're going to be placed in that lava. And there will be no quenching to this lava. And there will be no dying to your soul. Ha! It was a place that was created for Lucifer and those that rebelled against God. And Jesus Christ came and died on the cross that you and I might not go there. And we are saying, no thank you. And hordes of us, you know, I hope you know we have many family members down there. We, all of us, our family members are in hell right now. Being tormented by spirits. Many of them, grandfathers, I don't even know some of them. They're down there, I'm sure. And some that are, are my cousins, that I, um, ha! I know many of my cousins and my own siblings are on their way to hell now. And some of them have died and they're there right now. They're being tormented. Let me preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody who don't want religion. Somebody who don't want to hear what is right in their mind. want to hear the word of God, from God. Because we're good at that in Canada. We have our own religion. We have our own interpretation of the Bible. Which is, I, get, I got words for you too. Stupid. Stupid. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. See that? In his law. Not on Instagram, Facebook, Hollywood movies. Oh, I mean, I don't even know what's going on. Some of you guys might be able to tell me what are the latest ones. I just look at some people and I go, oh my God. They have been 
prostituting themselves this week with the world. I'm looking at a harlot. Yeah. Guys, you know how I get this, this strength? My Father in heaven. It burns like fire. Eh? It burns. When God engineered this inside of me, it burns. I don't even... I, listen. The higher righteousness. The higher righteousness. Romans 6. We're going to make some disciples down here in the city of London by God's grace. And we are going to trouble the lukewarm church down here. We are going to trouble them. And let me tell you something. You know, sometimes they, they, they muzzle the people that don't have enough strength and come up. They can't muzzle us. We're too powerful. We are, from, we are coming from, from the dirt up. Huh! This, the, so much power of God is inside of uh, these disciples that are going to be in this church here. Unstoppable. Because God is going to sign off on us. Because of the purity, because of the separation, because of the setting apart, we're cleaning up our lives. We thank God that He's giving us time. And we are doing it now, once and for all. Romans 6 and verses 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts lust see that that's what my brother spoke about last week lusting this is it you know guys we're being sifted by satan lust because we're opening up our portals we're opening up our gates the eye is a gate the ear is a gate huh! the nose is a gate that's why some of us are wearing so many other popular um you know colognes and perfumes that are made from demonic material huh! and offered stuff that are offered to idols. Be careful of some of the things that you put on your face. Nothing is wrong with a few a little that for the ladies. Be careful of those things. Romans 6 and verses 12. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Now, you know, we are good in playing this game that we are walking in our holiness. We are good at the aspect of it that says, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Huh. Right? At least sometime for a period of time. But there is a higher righteousness. Right? It's a righteousness that is in Christ. Huh. A righteousness that resides in the area of the mind. In the area of the mind. Let's go to the book of, uh, I believe it, Matthew. I didn't write down that scripture. I believe it's Matthew 5. And uh, I think it's verses 27. 
Jesus speaking here. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whosoever looks at a woman to lust, lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. The mind, we are we who are in Christ thinking that thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. And I'm telling you, this is just in one particular area he's talking in. This goes to every area of your life. When you are not being separated from the world, ha! and you're watching those programmings, and those things are in your mind, you're committing adultery right there. You're, we are sinning against God with the, with the things that we see and the thoughts that we accommodate in the mind. The higher righteousness. That there, guys, it's not separation. It's not separation. Listen, I, that's why I got rid of cable. I only have the internet for um, certain reasons, but that's how I got rid of cable. I go, there is no way that I can consecrate myself to God and then have that... Somebody give me a dirty word that I can use. That maggot in my house. Yeah, I go, that can't stay in my house. Not a chance. I can have a holy life unto God. I have those programmings. The very thought that there is a wire that transmits those type of things. Even if I'm not turning it on, the fact that the wire is connected to my house is enough for me. Some of you sit there and, and watch. And then you have to skip the channel and watch the dirt. That there is not being set apart. Just because you're not going to the bar and having a drink, you think you're separated. No. Your house is, a, is worse than the bar. Because of what is projecting through your eye gate, through the, the screens. That's a part of the separation. And let me, get, let me touch something else also. What they call Christian TV. That some people are recommending to me. Christian TV. When the snow that is in hell frees so much that it come up and, and burst through my, um, my home. I believe that. We are redrawing these lines. We are giving clarity to what the word of God says. We are reading the word of God for ourselves. And we are not taking this thing from the people, the pastors that we have trusted in the past. That were, they had, me, thank God, guys. I could have made it to hell a long time ago. Because I was looking for people that stood for God. I gave up. I go, not in this country here called Canada. I walked away from every church because the level was so, the standard was so low. I got frustrated and stayed home. I only read the Bible and watched programs on, um, on Sundays. Because of the pathetic churches that I went to in Toronto. They nearly allowed me to go to hell. I thank God for mercy and grace. Or else I would not be here. And yet still, I desired of God in my heart. No man that preached the truth. The people that they call pastors, huh, they're not even the P in pastors. They're not worthy to be called pastors. I'm wrapping up now. The book of Philippians. We have to learn contentment. We have to learn contentment we want to be entertained I told I tell my son this also 
because he has a I know he's back there I don't really care he has a a desire for the world ha! he has a he wants to go and you know experiment with what is actually out there and I let me tell you how I give it to him let me tell you guys if and people talk to me about my children like I like them more than anybody else when it comes on to going to hell and heaven I say let me tell you something if God gave me a coin and said between you and a stranger which one of you go to hell I would flip the coin and turn my back I say I would bury you and preach this message tomorrow knowing that you're in hell because if you make it to hell and Jesus Christ allowed you to go down there then you're a son of the devil and you, des you deserve to be there that's how cold-blooded I am so when you when you um when you guys uh, you know talk to me about kids and so forth and thing I already did the math that in that area too you, there's not much that said to me that I'm, that surprises me I already did the math before I got here I'm no fool every man have to work out this thing every man has to choose my kid past the kid don't make no difference my job is to preach his word and pray for him and counsel him and I do it with love but I got to tell the truth I, I'm telling you and I will do that and preach tomorrow Philippians 4 and verses 8 finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble we don't like the thing we don't want to meditate on the things that are true and noble anymore no we have to be stimulated in the soul something on this earth here has to be communicating with us we have to get derived enjoyment from the broken system that God is saying to be separated from and we call that entertainment finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things is there in is there much on instagram to meditate on is there much on cable if any to meditate on huh there's no value there whatever things are pure go look up the word pure noble praiseworthy we're supposed to be separated unto god why is it that i'm saying that we don't have conversations with the world no it's no you can actually talk to them and offer them any value the only time you can offer any you and I can offer any value to the world is when we are separate separated unto God set apart from them and then know God will speak through you and they will come if we if you don't join if you don't draw that line you cannot carry the presence and the glory of God to them and they will influence you and I and the last scripture here now Romans 12 
and we have been over the scripture even though you, are, you guys have ignored it in a general sense I hope you know I know that guys I'm being direct and I told you guys I'm going to be direct I hope you know that I know that many of the lessons that we have taught here that you guys disregarded them and don't even even though they're not from me you disregarded forget about me you disregard what you I'm looking at people right now okay that take up the Bible this book here and know that is written by God and read the words there and totally disregard it I am looking at them right now because it's not comforting to the soul and we talk about dying to self and they don't want to die how is the power of God gonna come on us how In this ministry here, my, I'm telling you, it, we call it the Punisher's Anointing. The Punisher's Anointing. And I'm telling you one thing, guys. This here, none of you can't outdo me in this area either. I'm telling you because I do this in my mind. So, so long as I'm conscious, and when I'm not conscious, the, the Lord is working on me. But when I'm conscious, this is all I think about 24-7. It's going to take a man that is dedicated to death to overcome me in this area. Because this here is all that I think about is holiness unto the Lord. It's building a church that the Lord Jesus Christ himself would be proud of. That is all I think of. I think about a people that are before him, that are separated and you can see it emanating from them. This is my commitment. And whoever I, whoever get irked because of that, because let me tell you something, and when I speak like this, even though I know it's the Spirit of God, but I go back before God and I say, Lord, that one was strong. And I'm waiting for the rebuke. I will ask God, for to give speak back to me oh lord let me hear what you have to say about what was spoken and the intensity that i have i'm open to that because some of the people that claim that they know you they have a problem with me and i'm telling you god does not even answer me i he just pretty much wait till the next service and put the same fire again i say you go and speak my word Let them hear it and let it become void to them. And they will, they will pay an eternal price. Romans 12. What does it mean? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Your bodies a living sacrifice. <clears throat> Everything that you're doing that is ungodly, that you're accommodating and you think that your soul must be satisfied there must be something that I need to do there's something that I need to do with my time I must be entertained and that's why we're perverting ourselves with the world system it's not separation offer your body living sacrifice meaning your body your soul that has been feasting on this garbage ha! it's we are on crack and we're driving by the people on the street and saying that they're on crack. We are on spiritual crack. We are addicted. Ha! We are addicted. And we're saying that, we're, um, that they're addicted. Addicted. To vermin. Vermin. 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Because Jesus Christ ha, went to the cross and took on the heavy weight. He took the big hits ha, and the nails and then went down where you and I don't want to go. Down in the belly of the earth. Ha, and what did he do down there for three, three days and three nights? What happened down there? And the only thing he's saying, don't get caught up with Instagram and Facebook huh, and the conversations at work. And we are dropping the baton. Well, basically, huh, if you don't take his cross, then you're going to carry the eternal cross of damnation. Verses 2, and do not be conformed to this world. And do not be conformed to this world. Is there any level of intelligence in the Canadian Church of Jesus Christ? Huh! Besides the intelligence that they say that you accomplished when you went to school. Is there any level of spiritual intelligence huh! in the Canadian Church that we have enough understanding to regard the word of God? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your, your mind is not renewed. If you're laying in the lazy boy chair and watching from 8 till 10, huh, before you go to bed, you're polluting your mind. The phone is in the hand. The computer is on. Multitasking so you can let more demons in at once. You're not separated unto God. You're a rebel. Let this word this morning, let it do the work inside of you. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you want to make heaven, you have no choice if you want to make heaven. You and I have no choice if you want to make heaven. This is a must for every man. Listen, I hope you know that we have we have 10 year olds in hell. We have 5 year olds in hell. We have hordes of young people that are in hell. Because God gave them a, a choice and they disregarded it. We have no excuse after hearing this. Some of you are going to save some money by going home and cutting off that cable from today. Some folks actually um, recommend the TV in this thing. God hold me back from buying a Glock. I said it the nice way. You must be mad. The kids that are coming here. Not a chance in hell. This is the way we are doing it over here, guys. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Well, thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Holy Ghost, that you are here, O oh Lord. And my Lord and my King, I thank you for the hearts that you have touched this morning.
Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the ones that are committing themselves to being separated unto you, oh God, that you might use them for kingdom purposes. Thank you for the individuals that are here oh, this morning that are making that decision for you, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name.